0: a paper Buddhist you check the box um well maybe it's uh, sort of put Buddhism to one side for a moment respectfully and sort of look at experience as it happens get really interested in your experience get very interested in experience not in in having more of it but what happens how it happens and then see which pits are the because you, 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 know, you must have a reasonable understanding of the basic Buddhist tenets um, and then they're in there I'm sure so then which bits seem to be relevant to this experience I'm having so we try to enter the realm of direct experience you don't sound look very convinced <laughs> i think the wandering mind bit is a thing to come to terms with because with the wandering mind one well, it can't be very clear about uh, in, the intentions in precepts you know it's probably basically good it's not like you go around slaughtering humans but <sighs> a little insect you know it's an in- instinctive thing Well you know a group of friends come around have a drink well you know you want to be sociable. So you have a drink or something have a beer doesn't seem like a big deal um <laughs> uh, s- but uh so there's times when one just gets a bit fuzzy on on what these what qualities of intentions are we don't really notice it's just your intention goes into it doesn't really matter now that 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 casualness that's the source of the wandering mind the underlying quality is of not decisive, clear, engage, but drift. Because drift is perhaps easier in some ways, less hard-edged, less more comfortable just to drift a little bit. Yeah. Survive, you know. <laughs> Go with the flow, yeah, and yeah. So because then there's no edges, there's no sense of having to hold something or conflict with, you know, with you know, have meet edges with other people, we just flow along, and so it, it's soft. So it's quite reasonably comfortable, but it lacks clarity, and the result of it is the mind tends to just you know, and that's kind of okay because you're not you know, angry greed, or rage. But when you you think, gee, this is good. A bit tedious isn't it not going anywhere so i think if whatever it takes to look into the the underlying attitude of sabai you know you could say um as being a bit treacherous it's not giving you the best results that you could that you could have a little bit of firm ground not making it you know hard edged but. Firmer ground, because this is going to bring forth. Recognise, you can bring forth fuller and richer qualities in your life. So this is not a sort of sin, you know, go to hell thing about, you know, having a beer now and then. It's about a sense of, you know, there's there's a richer quality of your life that could come can come forth. With a bit of training and a bit of encouragement. And this attitude is we're more clear and conscious about what we're doing. Again, not in a too hard edged way, but just wait a minute, slow down. Is this, where's this go? Is this, it's okay, but is it going anywhere really that you want to remember? Or is it just the life is something that's ultimately forgettable? You know, because it's all just. You know, is there something, a treasure there? There is a treasure. So part of it is self respect, actually. Part of it is self respect. That's part of what precepts are about, self respect. It's a sense of this is not worthy of what I, what I can be. Uh, not to get too heavy about it but that's, that's, the, that's the general sense I would encourage in this rather than oh you know I'm bad because I can't or I'm sort of half Buddhist or this is not the approach I don't feel that's a useful approach personally yeah. perhaps more readings of the Dhamma more sense of inspiration in the fruits these beings who refrain from this got some very good experiences going and it took a bit of work but they really didn't regret a single moment of the work they did to and they were humans like me you know. They were little boys or girls like me you know and they, they grew into something really um, quite profound and you have the capacity to to make more of yourself don't doubt it, and then these things like little flaws in the presets begin to iron themselves out. You can't do it from a legal perspective; that doesn't that doesn't bring forth your best. Do you know what I mean? It's not, you know, some lawyer saying you broke this precept. but it's just no, no. You know, it's got to be something not negative, but a very positive sense of I'm bigger than this. This is, this is, ben- this is um, I'm beyond this, I'm be- this, is, uh, this is beneath me. And that means an immense amplification of self-worth and self-respect. It may sound conceited when I frame it in those words, but um, it's just the chitta. You could say the chitta has some really wonderful qualities in it that uh, can be brought to the fore. Thank you. So essentially, you, you've had some experience, a few years of doing this fairly intensive vipassana passing the retreats, noticing the rising and passing. Though so that's quite helpful, you, you just get a sense of bit bit tight around it. So then you're doing something more dynamic stuff, moving around and being mindful of that. And um, well, my just thought that comes to mind is a little, little deeper absorption would be good. Are uh, softening. This is when you say tightening. Uh, you know, feeling a bit tight. Uh, now, you know, how how tight do you need to be to notice things come and go, pass? And it seems to just to widen your your basis. You know, soften the chitter a little bit, so as it's more also appreciating the quality of clarity that you have. Spend time just appreciating things. So it's, that's a little more absorbent, if you see what I it mean, more taking things in than holding and doing. Right? Um, that helps to re- release some of the tightness. What you're doing in terms of what you call dynamic is fine, but uh, why you do the dynamic is to, to not be tight. Right? That's one reason. Well, if you have a little more absorption, you won't feel tight you feel karma you won't feel so tight not karma is in suppression but karma is in ease and that can be generated through something a uh, softer a wider um, slower approach less tight focus in, in a word um, then it's certainly useful to cultivate that sati while you're moving around with, and with your eyes open because this is where you're spending much of your life so that's, that's really good. Yeah. And naturally in that state you don't feel so calm because it's not a domain for calm. <laughs> uh, but you can feel at least some sense of clarity about what you're doing and why, why you're doing it. So essentially in that dynamic, yeah, be aware of the movements of the hands, the sensations and so forth. But also particularly relevant to daily life is what's making me do this? Know, what, what what is the motivation behind this so you know, that, that just helps to widen the frame of reference to not just the bodily movements or the feeling but also the mind state behind it What's about slowing, taking your time a little bit more um, sensitizing like you're tasting something taking it in absorbing it rather than just noting it and moving on Particularly helpful when you. Well, I mean, we like to absorb in the pleasant things. Absorb in the endings of things. Notice that, opening to that. Things tend to fade. Uh huh. You notice the rising and passing. When things pass, when something passes, can you just pause there and. How's that? Really, absorbing comes around with the sense of how is that? How's that feel? All of it. Yeah? Don't hurry how's that that will help to um, just take some of the tightness out but it's good three years it's good yeah this this is this is uh that's what sounds very encouraging you know because it's essentially being able to the particular point comes up that has its charge you know shoulder or something there and yeah there's that but then also being able to widen into a larger field you know so what's the problem with this and how am i how am i attending to it like pushing it holding it seeing it's something it shouldn't be there you know and whatever's goes along with that uh, yeah. <laughs> who says it shouldn't be there <laughs> uh, so again you know i think you were doing it it sounds like you were doing it with that simple thing like your shoulder the tendency is to go into that shoulder and try to release it but actually the most sensible thing is to get the whole picture as my sitting in balance because then in a way energy comes drains from the shoulder into the into the form you see what i mean so remember tension is actually frozen energy and it needs to have somewhere to go so if we open into the you see the rest of the body then fades a little bit because that place is taking energy so if we establish the whole body keep bearing that in mind But getting in the bigger picture the energy will tend to start to release from the trap place into the whole form yeah like a uh, that that is a sort of basic blueprint i think for What's underneath this, or what's behind this, or what am I missing out through through the through attention? I think you've understood something about the nature of attention too, which is great, because it's uh, so automatic but so conditioned. That's mm. very good to hear. Yeah. self-strategies tend to be the ones that most immediately leap into action but they're often (laughs) not very helpful so the, the grasping precedes the I am I am as a result of the grasping this is why I can't really let go but it can happen and then the I am changes a little bit softens a little bit You know, if you want to just ponder your question, you know, maybe you can write it down if it comes clearer to you. You can either deal with it this afternoon or later. Yeah? Okay. So you're enjoying nature and getting a bit more relaxed? Is that how? You know? Yeah, I know buildings have that effect just the sense of those flat human structures has got an effect on the mind yeah. it's a little more mechanical this is just lovely everything's fine in nature everything's the way it is <laughs> Which thoughts do you act upon? Which ones do you let arise and pass? Mm. Because we decided to talk, they're not wandering. They're decisive thoughts, right? So, what makes the decision? Engagement, intentionality. Um, I suppose what I quest- what I'd point to is, you know, when, you, when you're meditating, then your intention is just to let things arise and pass. That's your intention. At some point, okay, I finish my meditation, and now rather than let everything arise and pass, something arises. I get, I'll actually act upon it, um, and that—that's where I, I would suggest um, more more focus might be helpful, so that you not just the fact that things arise and pass, which is true—they do everything arises and passes—but something seems worth following a useful theme skillful theme something picks that up something determines this is useful or appropriate or the right thing to do and it does that that's this is where um, specific wisdom can occur specific mindfulness moment your mindfulness seems to be on the field of the mind yeah now also mindfulness around what or, Sampajanya is the topic really clear awareness, Sampajanya, which means comprehension as to what is suitable to pick up. Yeah. This is where, so, like you were doing it in your meditation, you're sitting there and then the Rupa comes into focus, so you, you determine, I'll focus on that. Um, and uh, so, there's some kind of intelligence that's telling you rather than just just let this one subside maintain a focus there there's quality of intelligence there i would recommend you you refine that so you're clearer more clear about um, what you engage with how you engage um, not just what you engage with but how you engage so sensitively uh, rigidly uh determinedly, uh, joyfully, um, compassionately. Uh you know, what's what's the ethical or the the mood along with what we engages with? Because when you're not a machine, you know, you don't just switch on and do things. You do things because there's some sense of oh, this is for somebody's welfare or my welfare. There's a particular um, we might say emotional or ethical quality in that. that that's quite significant. The ethical quality. Since you have pretty good ability to scan and note, you know, phenomena, then just give your attention not just to the surface of the phenomenon. You know, this is a thought, but is it a thought with uh, what qualities there with it? Is it a thought imbued with curiosity or happiness or? You know, and then the ones that I think right, I've got to do this. I to act upon this one. What quality do they have? Um, is it like oh, it's time to do this? Well, what if there's no clock? What feels good to do? What's beautiful to do? Uh, what's lovely to do? What's you know? So something about the just adding the dimension of heart to 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 your practice. That's what I'd recommend. You know, you've got good good clarity there. Perhaps deepening a little bit into the into the mood of how one engages. And some things we say, No, just don't engage with that. There's also that sense of what's called herotopa, sensitivity to possible unskillful effects. So just you know you understand, so I didn't really that, that, that I, you know you got the rest of it. You got pretty good. Perhaps that piece could give give gives more attention to. Thank you. Um, just give it the name that it, it that it says. It might say Bleh. <laughs> That is nothing that clear. Just a sort of vague, trembly sense. Yeah? Vague, trembly sense or pressure or um unpleasant uh, or drawing back or fast you know so it's it'll have some quality that you can discern it's because often we label things too quickly oh this is anger well maybe but it could be a little bit angry but other things with it so and many experiences we don't really have exact words for And particularly as you open into this interior, you realize your vocabulary is pretty limited. There are states that are just, what's that? All you know is it's sort of moving and... (laughs) But you might notice a particular, just agreeable, disagreeable. Uh, Brings up a sense of apprehension what's that or brings up a sense of oh what's that interest so they can, you can may note these things but although noting as is useful for just getting that wisdom faculty awake sometimes the noting could be more speci- more too abstract too specific for something that we can't really exactly say what it is but we just note familiar or aching or you know, don't want it you know <laughs> and whatever you can see with that then the bit that you can get a word around that's the bit that you can deal with you know so don't want it okay well oh, don't want it what's that about uh, frightened ah <laughs> or ashamed ashamed oh you know. so then it will gradually open up as you as you as you go into it a question about investigating um aspects of self right and the questioner mentioned that this topic or thought arose while they were reclining well that's an interesting one reclining meditation which i haven't really talked much about um, has its own particular uh, features that it's useful to cultivate can be helpful way of meditating it's it's almost like letting layers layers come off, uh, and so one has to feel both pretty relaxed and pretty safe, because quite a lot of the eye sense is uh, uh, protection or security, and what al- what is allowed and what isn't allowed. So once we be safe and comfortable, because I'm. Un- peeling you know these layers coming off certain vulnerability or sensitivity once heightened sensitivity and uh, sometimes that sensitivity is a little difficult to bear yeah. and things with, you with know, too much energy or uh, you know losing control and so control is, is one layer that has to come off But you can only do that when you feel safe, that you don't have to control. So some of these things it's probably best to do on your own. You don't feel you're bothering anybody or be seen or anything like that. Um, then you know, everything is allowed. <laughs> if it happens, it's allowable, because <laughs> it happens. You know, it doesn't mean you're going to do something about it or act upon it or take it personally, but just because when it, these uh, um, things release, it feels peculiar, sometimes very tender, sometimes, you know, things start glowing or, you know, I don't feel like me anymore. Um, so so it, it, the quality of investigation is not, you know, just too rational. It's 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 just the... Inquiry into into levels of sensitivity. Um, so th- the more that occurs, the, the sensitivities can penetrate what the will can't penetrate, because the willpower tends to have a hardening effect. The sensitivity is like a softening effect, and it's as if things start to open up. And uh, so, control and. Um doing something, so again, the one of the responses that can come up is do something, either understand something, change something, um, you know, make something happen, and this is something we want to feel also we can put aside, so that processes can do what they do. And uh, ownership. So. The the fundamental quality of our experience is. Is quite simple. It's energy and awareness. Energy and awareness. So awareness is is there. There's nothing you have to do about it. Apart from reveal it. Energy is there. It's often taken. Gets shaped into emotions. It gets shaped into uh intentions it's it's a kind of basic material you see anything that has activity, to it has energy in it um so often we take emotions as being um we don't recognize they're really they're really bodily based they arise from senses of should you know uh losing control or you know they they arise from when i say bodied i mean tissues i mean the energetics of the body the sense the body has of being present when when the body when it's present it's also sense of exposed therefore it's quite sensitive to make, try to make sure things are okay you know? and so um, The so energy has this often these aims and intentions in it um, and also the more they can be relaxed then aspects of self start to dissolve yeah. so you know in, in in one can arrive at places or situations in practice where intention isn't necessary uh, achievement isn't necessary um, being tidy or oh, isn't necessary understanding isn't necessary <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. It's not always the case that one that that possibility can occur, but there can be that possibility when it, you know one can let these things can be let go of, and then energy can move around, and it it sometimes gets very uh, radiant because it's no longer being channeled into particular psychological forms, mm. which which is where the, the I am comes it also somatic forms somatic forms are inner body senses such as feeling small feeling pressed feeling expansive, you know, and or feeling overcharged you know too much stuff happening fizzing you know a lot of stuff coming up um uh, again with this is even more basic perhaps than than psychological but the two are combined so if we can Cover the whole body. You know, I mean, I don't say put a sheet on. I mean, cover your, your whole body with awareness from your toes, even above your head, and beneath your feet, so the energy has got places it can, it can travel. It can level out. If it starts to coagulate in one area, then this is let's uh, say problematic. But this is not. This is what has to be released. And sometimes it does fall around a particular area that's difficult then we approach it with the, the correct psychology of all the time in the world. It, psychology that induces spaciousness and compassion. And, and so, so you're trying to feel the whole body in that, in that awareness. And then things can just wobble around and come to a more steady state. And there's a feeling of expansiveness, openness, clarity, a kind of purity, uh, joyfulness. Um, and it's not a person anymore. And, and yeah you know, I mean this talking through it for seven or eight minutes, I mean this is like quite quite a quite a bit of practice to do. Just put it there as a long as a kind of on your library, you know, library of mine. That's, that's an interesting one. I could do twenty minutes of this now and then just to see what happens, and you know, so you get more comfortable with it over time. Because it isn't like I'm meditating, but I'm not unconscious. I'm, I'm aware, uh, but but uh, it's more receptive and ha- and handling receptivities and subtler senses, uh, and often often meeting. Some quite you know preliminary or prop um, primary resistances uh, movements that you can't rationalize, you' just gotta open to and, and let let see where they go as it were and change it has effects because your sense of self really goes through some changes on that on that, which is good stuff, you know who wants to say might be the same old self all the time <laughs> 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 it's not necessary to be a human being all the time so um, i wouldn't make too much commitment to that because it, it does pass So use the suffering of being a human being as uh, just to recognize there is a possibility of... Y- you know, human beings suffer, that's that's definitely the case. But it's possible not to be a human being, and then there isn't, non-suffering is not. Doesn't mean you're um, an animal or a deva, it just means you don't have to identify with that particular, set of programs and circumstances i mean you know love falling in love separation from the love this is humans and yeah that's what humans do that's what happens to us Um, but it isn't it's not the ultimate truth it's not an ultimate thing it's something we we work with and as you say you know you use it as your teacher uh, what's it teaching you what is it that can be taught what is it that can be taught what is it that can understand suffering can you know it's there because you're not just a human being you know you, you are there is <laughs> you've got the human programs in your chitta but there's more than that there's awareness <laughs> i think that very cryptic interview with the you know the buddha and the, the brahmin says what are you are you some kind of Yucca? And he said no i'm not a Yucca. he said are you a deva he says no i'm not a deva are you a human no i'm not a human what are you i'm awake <laughs> I don't think he was denying that there was this form <laughs> and that he could operate within the human condition, and yet there's also the vastness, you know. Uh, just as a kind of footnote. But, uh. Question about experiencing visual signs in meditation, lights, the experience would you refer to as nimitta? And how essential is this for practice or for samadhi? Visual signs in meditation, you can use that for its purpose, which is to unify and steady the mind, and just be aware not to get too engrossed in it or excited about it. Because then it doesn't unify, it agitates the mind. It's important if it happens, and it's not important if it doesn't happen. <laughs> you know, it's, um, it's what you make of your experience. Some, so the Buddha never mentioned these particular experiences. He said the basic nimitta of samadhi is the four foundations of mindfulness. That's, he used the nimitta in a, in a different sense. It means the defining essential quality of samadhi is the four foundations of mindfulness. Um, another way in which they use nimitta, the older Sariputta says, well, greed is a nimitta. Hatred is a nimitta. Delusion is a nimitta. I cultivate the animitta samadhi samadhi without a nimitta. Meaning these, obst- these obstructive features are not present, the emptiness. So, of course, you know, um, the way the mind apprehends an object particularly a subtle object like space, silence, um, emptiness itself becomes a kind of limiter so you can have in the visual field visual limiter's could be sound of silence which is an, an auditory one it could be a tactile sense like a sense of space or vastness or openness or comfortable warm soft or it could be a mixture feeling warm pleasant with a sense of radiance and uh, yeah if it's if it's there that's what happens and we cultivate using it for unification, for soothing for gladdening and then withdraw for dispassion that's my advice, I'm not the only teacher in the world so that's my little bit you can got another one of you regarding limiters. you're advised to not give it more attention if it is supportive helpful you're advised to give it appropriate attention not just blind attention or mesmerized but appropriate balanced attention keep your wisdom faculty bright recognize this too is a changing phenomena but here it is how am I with this yeah? so th- I think the one of the things to watch out for in in the samatha with samadhi practices is to make to make sure your wisdom faculty stays there is present so there's some sense of what's this about how am i with this how am i relating to this so one doesn't just plunge in or withdraw or feel agitation around it you know because that may help in that sense that the you know a positive medit can clear out staleness or stagnation or in in regular energies you know it can it can can have a good effect we're looking at a very long tradition so actually mm, 2500 years so some of these words have changed use over over the centuries so you know exactly what the buddha meant as jhana seems to be slightly different from what later commentators i think you mentioned this have described as jhana Um, and similarly nimitta which doesn't really appear in the suttas as a predominant experience later commentators felt it was a they you know defined as a as a as a necessary experience and you know i don't think people are completely deluded but it may be that yes it's could be good if you have it but don't struggle to get one (laughs) or get too elated if it occurs